Lord have mercy. But there's a bright, bright side. Yes, it is. Oh, Lord, somewhere. Oh, Lord, somewhere. Where were you on November the 4th, 2008? I spent it wandering around New York. In the early evening, I found myself walking along a bleak, wide road in Upper Harlem, 145th Street. Suddenly, I came upon a building buzzing with activity, and they invited me in. It was election day, and at the House of Justice, the Harlem-based headquarters of the National Action Network, they were having what they called a watch night as the votes were counted. There were two large screens at the front of the room, and a buffet of hot food at the back. Doing all right? Hey. 207, 135. On a small raised stage, Michael Hardy, the organization's general counsel, was getting the crowd going. I'm taking a poll. I want to see how diverse we are. Everybody here that voted for John McCain. Raise your hand. (laughs) Everybody here that voted for Barack Obama, raise your hand. In between speeches, a DJ took to the decks and got the crowd up dancing to soul and disco classics, while the TV bleated out more bad news for John McCain. I stepped out onto the street and found myself talking to an elderly gentleman. I asked him how he was feeling. Personally, uh, I feel good. As a matter of fact, I, I, I've been feeling good ever since last night. I couldn't sleep. I started feeling so good. And, uh, you know, I think this is a really just... Uh, you know, a wonderful time for everybody because the change is coming and it's on the way. And uh, people are suffering, people are in pain. We had eight years of nothing but trouble, trials, tribulations, and people hungry, outdoors. And the whole situation with the top leaders like our presidents and things, the ones we had for eight years, they forgot about America. The only thing they're concerned about big business and having wars, killing people. And killing people is not the answer to nothing on this planet. Because if God wouldn't intend for us to be here, he wouldn't set us here. And there's no reason why someone be able to take so many lives and can't give none. Do you think a president called Barack Obama will make a visible change to people's lives here in Yes, he will. Yes, yes, yes. I think he's chosen by God anyway. I think he's a special man. That's right. Thank you, sir. What's your name and where are you from? Jenkins, Washington. Born in the Clay Hills of Georgia. I was born in the South, and I grew up two miles from our little town. In our town where I grew up at, we didn't have nothing. There, the house I live in, at night you could lay and see the stars. Every Sunday, we would go to church. 
And uh, so we would just pray and sing. But during the weekdays around when we get build our fires and everything, that's what we would do. For our relaxation and stuff, we would sing gospel songs and around the fireside. And my uncle would have made a box where he played the music. And my grandmother would sing hymns and we all would sing gospel. What kind, what kind of gospel songs? Uh, well, sing one for me now. <laughs> we would sing like, you know, there's a bright sign somewhere. Oh, Lord, don't you stop, stop until you find. Mr. Washington sang away, standing out on 145th. Meanwhile, inside, things were heating up. I went back in to see what was happening. Obama! 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 Barack Obama had reached the threshold of 270 electoral college votes and become the new president-elect of the United States of America. And at the House of Justice in Harlem, people were cheering into the night. And then the DJ took charge again, and the people took to the dance floor. Later, President-elect Obama appeared on the television and the room went quiet as everybody squeezed together, clustered around the screens. If there is anyone out there who still doubts that America is a place where all things are possible, who still wonders if the dream of our founders is alive in our time, who still questions the power of our democracy. Tonight is your answer. It's the answer told by lines that stretch around schools and churches in numbers this nation has never seen. By people who waited three hours and four hours, many for the first time in their lives, because they believed that this time must be different. That their voices could be that difference. It's the answer spoken by young and old, rich and poor, Democrat and Republican, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Native American, gay, straight, disabled and not disabled. Americans who sent a message to the world that we have never been just a collection of individuals or a collection of red states and blue states, we are and always will be the United States of America. As he spoke, the crowd around me echoed his words as if in a gospel church. That's right, they said. Yes. As he came towards the end, they grew quieter again. It's the answer that led those who've been told for so long by so many to be cynical and fearful and doubtful about what we can achieve 
to put their hands on the arc of history and bend it once more toward the hope of a better day. It's been a long time coming. But tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America. If our children should live to see the next century, if my daughters should be so lucky to live as long as Ann Nixon Cooper, what change will they see? What progress will we have made? This is our chance to answer that call. This is our moment. This is our time to put our people back to work and open doors of opportunity for our kids, to restore prosperity and promote the cause of peace, to reclaim the American dream and reaffirm that fundamental truth that out of many we are one, that while we breathe we hope, and where we are met with cynicism and doubt and those who tell us that we can't, we will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Thank you. God bless you. There was only one act that could follow, and the DJ knew what it was. So, in Harlem, in New York, and across the United States, they celebrated the election of their first African-American president. But after the euphoria of election night comes the slow grind of transition, and I wanted to see what the mood was like in the House of Justice once the dust of watch night had settled ever so slightly. And so, the following Saturday, I found myself back on 145th Street, at their weekly rally hosted by the Reverend Al Sharpton. We're back, brothers and sisters. We're here. We're at the House of Justice. We're in the village of Harlem, the land where giants are made and born. And how y'all doing this morning? Are you excited? Good to be alive. Yes. You happy to be in history? Yes. All right. We know somebody who's always ready for whatever challenge, and he's always been ready to lead us and let us through, but not this time. Our president and founder, the Reverend Dr. Al Sharpton. Yes. 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 No justice. No peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. What do we want? Justice. What do we want? Justice. What do we want? Justice. When do we want it? Now. 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 Sunday, we're happy to be here Saturday morning for our Saturday action rally. And for you that are here in the House of Justice, 106 West 145th Street in the village of Harlem, and for you that are listening live over 1190 WLIB in your homes, in your cars, in your places of business, 
We're happy to be here another Saturday morning. Give a big hand to our General Counsel, Executive Vice President Michael Hardy. To all of those that have participated in the program this morning, certainly we are here at the end of a very historic week. A week that many thought they would never see. But a week that many of us that have labored in the vineyard, that have taken the brick brats, that have taken the castigation, the marginalization, we always knew that we were going to win round by round. And we won a huge round this week with the election of Barack Obama as the President of the United States of America. I thought about the Bible saying that if you be faithful over a few things, a lot of folks gone, a lot of folks gave up, a lot of folks gave out, a lot of folks turned around. But some of us, the hawker stayed on the field. If you be faithful over a few things, he'll make you rule over many. If you just keep on going and, and keep on suffering, keep on taking them shots, weeping may endure for a night. But every once in a while, joy will replace the sorrow. And as the night went on and the votes went up, as they kept counting, he went way over the 270 that he needed. And the hands that picked cotton, the hands that picked on Tobacco Road, picked them a president of the United States of America. Some of y'all did the some of y'all danced, some of y'all pranced, but I was in church because I realized that it was God that gave us strength to make it through. That's why I looked at him and said, never would have made it. Never would have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see he was there for me. Chocton is a leading and controversial black activist in American politics and a larger-than-life figure in his hometown of New York. After the rally, which finished with a persuasive call for donations and the introduction of new members of the organization, Chocton spoke to me in his office, where the only interruption was the constant ring of the telephone. I asked him, was he ready to sit back, or were there further challenges ahead for civil rights activists? The danger is that one can celebrate too quickly and, and, and feel that we've already achieved it with one vote. Uh, Dia Hoogley, the comedian, says his fears that whites will say, I voted for the black guy, we're even. Uh, you can't do that. You can't not, once you start down that road, white America can't say too quickly, it's over now. And I think that's the danger. The role of activists and protesters 
like him, would still be crucial under a black president, he said. Yes, blacks are still double unemployed. Yes, blacks, there's an education gap. Yes, there's police brutality, right? And we'll sit back and won't do anything. We'll let President Obama handle it. Is that really fair to him? <laughs> I mean, what, did, what do they expect he's going to do? So the only way he's even going to have the climate to get Congress to pass bills and the cost to do is if you continue protesting. I mean, if we said today, we're closing now, we're going to wait, it's all on Obama. What's he going to do? So Michael Maneo comes in here today, wounded in the rectum. I'm supposed to tell him, don't worry about it. Give Obama a chance. Obama a chance to do what? Obama doesn't run the courts downtown Brooklyn. So it's just insulting. It's playing on the intelligence of the citizens. They know better than that. It's crazy. Any more than... When you had the moral majority and the conservative movement and Ronald Reagan won the White House out of that movement, nobody told Jerry Farwell to shut up. Nobody told the moral majority to be quiet. They said they won. Now they can legislate and do that. Well, how come they don't have the same attitude toward us? Because they really will use anything as an excuse to shut us down. What would his relationship be to Obama as president, I asked. He promised change. And we must make sure that we're talking about substantive change. And we trust Obama, but we trust ourselves. And we just want to make sure the change that he promises is the change we get. Again, I grew up with black mayors and black governors. And my position has always been that we must always hold them accountable like whites. Otherwise, then we just fought to put blacks in power, not to change the climate in which power operates in. And that would be the ultimate discrimination. The dream was never to put a black in the White House. The dream was to bring equality to our houses. We would use the White House to get there. So I never saw the White House as the basket in a basketball game. I saw it as the backboard. The shot in the basket is our house. The backboard is the White House. If you start confusing the backboard for the hoop, you never score. He promised change. And for Al Sharpton and his community, that means more than just the election of a black man. Can Barack Obama help uplift black America? Yes, he can, the crowds cry. In Harlem, they'll be waiting. I remember my mother's words. She used to tell me, Yes, sir, there's a bright, yes, it is, side somewhere, oh, Lord, somewhere. Mm -hmm. 